With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Yakuza. Yakuza. Yakuza Kick Radio. 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 This is the Bulldozer, Matt Tremont. And if there's one place to listen to on the internet every Thursday, 9 p.m., Yakuza Kick Radio, Tremont says so. Who wants some? God help us, Jesus! God and baby, Jesus! Help us. Ladies and gentlemen of fucking America, this is Danny Havoc, and you have been listening to, or possibly are intending to listen to, the Yakuza Kick fucking radio. Fucking, yeah, Yakuza Kick radio. Hell fucking yeah! My name is Justice Payne, and you are listening to Yakuza Kick radio. You're coming to come on Thursday night this is a brotherhood, and we all stick together. Like my nuts. I ain't scared of you, motherfucker. Yakuza Kick Radio, the best in internet wrestling radio, period, bar none, just like Adam Cole. Everybody's a cunt but me in the world. I don't know what it is. But you go to the back, and you tell your boss that there's a new Yakuza in town. And it's Yakuza Kick Radio, and we're taking over. Yakuza Kick Radio has risen from the ashes of bad internet radio and become the premier place for any independent professional wrestler to stop and record their voice. Well, this is Mr. Insanity Toby Klein, and if you're not listening to Yakuza Kick Radio, then you're weird. Oh, I don't like the cut of your jib, fella. This is Greg Excellent, Bearded Dragon of the Northeast. You're listening to Yakuza Kick Radio. If you're not, probably watching porn and you have this muted. You should be listening to it, Jason Man. Where are Biggie and Tupac? Yakuza Kick Radio. Give a nigga real point of cowboy, guys. All you have to do is listen to Yakuza Kick Radio, but you shouldn't. Now look at that guy, you homie. Fuck that. Black dude. Bullshit, man. Motherfucker. Fuck you. Fuck you and fuck you. Who's next? And now, ladies and gentlemen, for the introduction. Hosted by... <clears throat> oh, shit! I don't even know what's happening there. Uh, welcome to Yakuza Kick Radio. I'm your host, J.Cat Morris. Uh, it's fucking, what, Tuesday? All right. Uh... So tonight, welcoming, welcoming back to the show, one of my favorites out there right now, Schlack. What's going on, bro? Yo, what's up, man? Just Not much, man. Uh, same old shit. Uh, it's been actually almost two years since I had you on the show, which seems crazy, but uh, what's going on? Yeah, it's uh, went by fucking fast, really. Tell you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, shit, man, just healing up from Saturday, you know. Shitload of cuts and fucking hands look like they did been through a meat grinder from, you know, like 
crushing all the glass and shit from crawling around on the apron or on the uh the canvas. Yeah. I got like black and blue like stab marks on the side of my like where my kidneys are. I guess Nick yeah. was trying to fucking like, stab me with something at the end there and it must have broke yeah. where it was like a blunt object. So I got like yeah. some kind of broken like black and blue puncture wounds and Gotta try harder than that next time, man. I go to the gym like fucking five, six days a week. And muscle <laughs> is a lot harder to pierce than fucking fat is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> so, yeah, I got a bunch of shit to go over with you because it's been so long. Um, let's go back to Michael Kruger at IWA Mid-South. What was it like wrestling him? I mean, you beat the shit out of him. Um, what was it like going there wrestling him and, and working for Ian for the first time? Uh... I like Ian, man. A lot of people shit on Ian, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. He never did me wrong, you know what I mean? And I can't shit on someone who never did me wrong. But uh, sure. First, the first minute I walked in there, I know everyone has like an Ian story. The first mm-hmm. minute I walked in there, Ian was trying to stab the guy that was working the concession stand because he was trying to steal like he was stealing sodas at the last show and he was trying to stab him with scissors. I was like the first five minutes of being introduced to the guy. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. you know, Ian's Ian, man. And, uh, yeah. as far as working Kruger, man, I'll tell you what, man, I went in that match going, you know, IWA is one of the companies that I've been, you know, had an eye on for years. I used to watch, you know, IWA shit, you know, since I was younger. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I went in there going like, yo, I got to prove a point. And I, you know, threw everything I had at the fucking kid Kruger and he ate it right the fuck up. You know what I mean? So, yeah. uh, see, he's doing pretty good now. He just won that, uh, blood brothers crimson cup last year. Good on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, I like boy. those type of matches, you know, the, the stuff where as a fan, you look at it and go, I don't know if these guys have heat or what. Cause he's beating the fucking shit out of him right now. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, there was I made their heat, you know, I made the heat. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I went in there having to prove a point. And I was like, you know, man, uh, I'm sorry, but this has to fucking happen. <laughs> right. I'm not gonna go in there and, and not make a fucking name of myself, you know, for myself kicking in the fucking door. Yeah. Um, you wrestled Dan Moff at uh, NYC. What was that like? Because you know, non-death match kind of thing. Um, Obviously, Dan Moss been established for a while. I'll tell you what, man. Uh, Moss got one of the hardest fucking chops anybody <laughs> I've been in the fucking ring with. Uh, I was getting Waltered. You know what? He was like fucking beating PCO down that last. Yeah. You know, or yeah, it was the first one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, dude, he was he was Waltering my ass. He was hitting me with like twenty fucking chops in a row. I had to like shoot headbutt him to get him to fucking stop, but. That match was a war, man. He he's a big, strong dude, and you know I'm I'm pretty strong. And we were throwing each other around, and I was sore as fuck after that match. I want to I want to work him again, though, dude. That's yeah. uh, another guy on my list, that, and we need to step it up. We need to throw some barbed wire in there and get nice and fucking silly. I seen he did that a couple times last year. Yeah, I was gonna ask you that too because obviously you're known for the deathmatch style. You're you're a killer out there. But what do you, what's your thoughts on the strong style and, and that type of thing, and non-deathmatch style? I mean, I, I love that shit, too. You know, I, I like all different kinds of wrestling. Uh, 
But um, I would like to do more matches like that, you know. Yeah. But most people, when they when they hire me, you know, they want to see gore and they want to see, you know, people getting fucked up real bad. And I just happen <laughs> yeah. to be really good at that. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I'm 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 a big fan of strong style, so like, especially if you incorporate that kind of shit with the death matches, it makes for yeah. really, you know, interesting shit rather than just sitting there hacking slashing, but. Not you know it's not that uh, hack and slash doesn't have its place, but I think that's what sure. GCW is capitalizing on. You got a bunch mm-hmm. of people that are hybrid wrestling, you know, and that's why it's making a name for itself. It's not just blood and guts. Actually, yeah. people in there knowing what the fuck they're doing. Now this show had a pretty good balance. Um, you know, there was four death matches, I think, but I mean, it, it still gets to be a little bit much at times. Now I, I don't mind the death matches or the amount of them. The biggest thing I, I have a problem with is you, you lose some of it. You know, it's like if you're the first death match on, and then the next three are gonna kill it too. Like no one's gonna remember that shit. Like, what's your thoughts on on such death match pack shows that aren't tournaments? Um, I mean, you are right. You know, I, I remember back when CCW was eating a lot of shit because they were getting, uh, you know, lighter, whatever you want to say. People were saying they were mm-hmm. taking a lot of death matches off of the shows. But, yeah. you know, I'm sure you remember early CCW, it wasn't eight fucking death matches. No. You know, and because and, that was the right formula. Right. Um, I, I agree. I agree. I think uh, I like the way it's going now. I think four death matches. I th- I don't think it's ever going to steer away from that because Brett's a big deathmatch fan. Sure. So I doubt, you know, it's not going to be deathmatch heavy, but um, <clears throat> you're right. I think, but you know, if you're match two and you're, you're, you're fucking doing the same shit as match eight, you know, then the guys on the, in the eighth spot are going to have to work a lot fucking harder. And that crowd's going to be dead and, and numb because they've seen everything already. Yeah. So I, that, that match with me and Nikki, we kind of got neutered because of that. Uh, we were supposed yeah. to have like uh, prison bars or like light tubes, like a light tube prison around the perimeter ring, but can mm-hmm. I call for that shit? So we got yeah. you know some weapons and shit taken away, which is fine because it's just gonna make the next fucking rematch even fucking crazier. Right. But, um, <laughs> that's the right move. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I-, I agree. If there is gonna be four death matches, I think everyone needs to be um, w- aware of what the guys after them are using right and it needs to progressively step up in fucking insanity rather than that first death match be panes of glass fucking ladders tables on fire and barbed wire you know what i mean that's the problem yeah Yeah. because i even think about it sometimes too like um eric ryan caught a big fucking gash on his arm that was the first of four death matches. So I don't know how many people in the history of this show are really going to reflect back and be like yeah that eric ryan spot you know what I mean? Right, right, right. Kind of takes away from the guy's shine a little bit. Yeah, and he's got to own you that know, shit. Like, I mean, <laughs> that scar doesn't go away. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> that was a serious <laughs> fucking gash, too. Did you see that thing, dude? Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw like a picture. The, uh, the, the, the fatty deposit coming out of it. He was yeah. in the back like, should I go to the hospital? I'm like, ooh, that's <laughs> a tough call, brother. That's <laughs> uh, yeah, tough shit. So, um... You went to the uh, fucking soda cans, man. Is that what that was? The soda can? Yeah, he had the the soda cans were facing the opposite way on that pane of glass, laying on top of him. 
Man, yeah. Same thing happened to fucking Marcus. I uh, German suplexed Marcus into a board of cans, and it ripped his fucking elbow right open. And yeah. that soda cans are fucking bad news. Yeah, that's that's crazy shit. Um, so you went to the EW E U E W. Jesus Christ. UEW Sovereign of Slaughter match, uh, well, the tournament. You wrestled Neil Diamond Cutter first round and then Corp. What was your thoughts on going there over there to Cali and then wrestling Corp? Uh, the weather's too nice in California. I like it to be a little shittier, man. You know, I'm, I'm from Jersey. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> it's too nice. It weirds me out, especially like in wintertime. But, um, yeah. yeah, they're great people, man. Sage and, and uh, Kyle, her, her boyfriend that run that company, are fucking mm-hmm. great. I don't mind going out there. Uh, and as far as Corp, I, Corp was great, man. We uh, yeah. had a fucking bar fight in the ring, and, you know, uh, I, I knew he slug, he swings for the fences and he is hard, so I had to test my fucking jaw against that dude, and we fucking laid him in. It was great. I'd wrestle him again. Yeah. I don't think, he, I um, think he's retiring, though, isn't he? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard too much of him ever since the you know the whole prison thing, and then uh, he like told on somebody, beat the people out of the tournament money. It is you, you haven't seen too much of him on the scene anymore. Yeah, I mean, I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so since I last talked to you, you went to Mexico twice. Um, talk a little bit about you know your experience going to Mexico, the DTU title. Um. Mexico. I'm a big fan down there. You know, uh, minus the fucking heat, you know, and they don't believe in air conditions. And, you know, I'm a spoiled right. American. and I love my air conditions. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it, it's, it's great down there. They really appreciate wrestling. Unlike uh, a lot of people up here, they don't appreciate it as much. But, right. You know, they don't have a lot of people down there. They don't have cable TV and shit like that. So, you know, what are you doing tonight? Let's go to the wrestling event for five dollars. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And some of the fucking crowds are always packed. And I people are handing their infant children. I'm taking pictures like covered in blood after matches with their fucking infant <laughs> children. <laughs> I mean, I find it hilarious here in uh, here up in the states. You know, uh, people try and get their children as far away from me as possible, but next <laughs> yeah. they want to give them to me. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, it's great, man. The competition down there is great, and the only thing that really fucking annoys me is Mexico, and especially Mexico City, is like uh, it's one gigantic mountain, pretty much, and the altitude mm-hmm. gets progressively higher the further in you go to Mexico City. So some of those shows, the altitude is like seven thousand fucking feet in the air, you know, yeah. and. Uh, Talk about getting gassed the fuck out and blowing up quick, dude. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never thought yeah, of Mexico that's, that's as being what... like a high altitude place, but yeah, I guess so. Yeah, in the, in the center there, it's like one big like mountain kind of the entire country. If you look at the geographical wow. like uh, structure. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, not only do those like lucha, but most guys are lucha based down there, so they're like running spot, 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 and they're all over the place. They're running. So not only are they, like, running around a lot more than the workers do up here up north, they're also used to high altitude, you know. So yeah. I'm, like, fucking checking these dudes, like, yo, you need to slow the fuck down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, they're I'm, used to that shit, I'm, like, too. 200, 
Right, right. I'm I'm like 240, 250 pounds. You know, these this dude is uh 190 pounds. Dude, like I can't, you know, keep that fucking pace up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So in H2O, um, they did an angle where um you ended up one on one against Maria and um and she went over, which was like a to me it was like a big shock. It was like holy shit, like. She beat you with an F5 and all that stuff. What was your thoughts on going into that, you know, wrestling that match with Maria? And then overall, what's your thoughts on intergender wrestling? Because that's been like a big, you know, up, uprising since the, uh, mostly since the Dickinson-Kimberly thing. Well, uh, credit where credit's due. You know, um, you put a girl in there, I'm going to slap the girl the fuck around. Uh, and I don't care if it's a dude. I don't care who you put in that fucking ring. You can put a, a cow in there or a deer. You know, if you're gonna pit me against something, I'm gonna try my hardest. Sure. And uh, Maria took everything I threw at her. You know, she never been in a death match before. She never even right. bled. You know, I uh, put the screws to her. You know, threw her around, and she capitalized on my fucking mistake and my arrogance at the end of the match. <clears throat> uh, as far as intergender wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, most of it, I think, is a pile of shit, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because it's completely not believable, you know? Right. I'm not saying it shouldn't happen, you know, because there's creative ways of fucking doing it, and mm-hmm. there, there's some women that are believable in that, you know, like Jordan Grace, you know, uh, Maria is another one of them. You know, there's mm-hmm. girls that are viable that can actually look like they can beat some fucking guys, yeah. you know, but it, it's not... You know, I, I was having this conversation with someone the other day. They'll, they'll put a girl in, like, a six-man scramble or something. Mm-hmm. And they always the, – the girl always looks like the fucking powerhouse and goes over or whatever. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like a bunch of shit. You know, if the girl – you know, if you want to be realistic about it and you put the girl in there, the girl goes in and gets fucking slapped the fuck around by all five guys immediately. And then maybe at the end, you know, squeaks out a victory on a fucking – Submission or something, you know what I mean? That's reasonable, but people aren't yeah. cr- creating these matches like that. So you know, I, I, it's a month of shit to me. But you know, like I said, I'm not going to say no to it. But right, a lot of um, not believable, and I'm all about believability. Sure. <laughs> um, so you know that that set up you know a whole series of you know um, matches with Maria where you ended up tagging with her for quite some time and um, you know that obviously opens the door to a lot more intergender stuff and you know tag combinations and stuff like that. What was your thoughts on you know your run tagging with Maria? Oh, it was great. Uh, yeah, we actually made a good team. <laughs> um, right. We had, we had an awesome fucking match at Unsanctioned Pro. It was. Us versus uh, the Rejects versus the Ugly Ducklings. And, um, you know, uh, she's like wrestling with a guy, man. She's big. She's a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. So, you know, when you say intergender with her, it really doesn't fit to the fucking normal, you know. Like if it was a, a teeny girl that weighs 140 pounds, that's more what I'm thinking of intergender, but. Sure. You're putting a girl in there that's you know I'm wrestling in there with a girl Maria that's stronger than most of the fucking guys. Definitely, yeah. So you know, kind of doesn't feel like an intergender match with her. <laughs> yeah, 
Because, you know, when they, they had, uh, you know, her go over in that match and, you know, the finish was her F5-ing you, it was like, holy shit, number one, never mind to win. She just F5'd fucking Schlack. You know? <laughs> right. uh, That's no easy feat. Yeah, it, 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 was, uh, it wasn't even my idea for that match, man. It was she kept pushing for it. Mm-hmm. She kept pushing for it. And Matt finally was like, okay, we'll fucking let's do it. And. I think uh, he Matt at the end of every year he has those um, like uh, polls where uh, you know match of the year blah 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 and I think remember winning match of the year. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's great shit. Um, one of your Marcus Crane matches, you had a, a coke spot in the match. Uh, how did that all come about? And you know what was your thoughts on it? Because obviously you know it'll get some heat for that's not wrestling and all that shit. But uh, you know. <laughs> How did that all come about? Um, I mean, you know Marcus and uh, how Marcus rolls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, you know, just going for the fucking, you know, craziest fucking thing possible. And, and me and Marcus, you know, kind of feel like Batman and the Joker. You know what I mean? I, I don't want to be yeah. Batman, but I guess I'm Batman there and he's the Joker. Uh, <laughs> how... It's a beautiful destruction every time we fucking get in the ring together. And, you know, it's just topping it. You know, we was like throwing darts in him in that fucking match. <laughs> yes, uh, wild shit. Yeah. Right, right. The, the best was there's three lines on the fucking mirror. And Louie comes out with the with the tray. And uh, Marcus does the one. And then I do the other one. And the last one was for Louie. And he spilled the fucking line. And if you look at his fucking face on the video, it's priceless, dude. <laughs> there's a yo. There's another good. There's another good story that um, someone posted a picture in one of those forums. I don't know what it was, Deathmatch Cold or something. And uh-huh. there's a picture of, of that spot. And someone pointed out, some guy was making comments on it. He's like, "Yeah, I was in the background there." Blah blah blah. Well, apparently it was an off-duty police police officer. And everyone's like, oh, you all, oh, you're at the, you're watching them doing coke. And he's like, oh, I was off duty. I would never do anything like that. So I just find it ironic that the whole time me and Marcus are doing that shit in the fucking middle of the crowd, there's a fucking off duty, like, state trooper staring at us. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, like, so enamored, apparently, that we would even have the ball sack to do that in fucking general public that he wasn't even thinking about arresting or any shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's wild. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that along with so much other stuff in GCW, especially, I mean, back when they were at Game Changer World, and um, they, they brought some of that over to the uh, the compound, I think the one by CZW school or whatever. But they've, they've really taken on somewhat of like a law lawless uh, atmosphere. Um, do you ever have any kind of concern about that? Because, like, you know, when you're part of the show and it just takes one of the wrong motherfuckers to walk in the door and shut the whole shit down, like, you know, because it, it's wild to see, even you know, from an outsider perspective, like you know, these cats are off the hook. <laughs> uh, I'm not a worrying person, really, per se. But um, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm I not saying schlacks in the back going, guys, what are we doing here? But you know, there's like a little bit of a thought, like this shit could get shut down any minute. Uh, I, that, that's Brett. You should see him. Uh, he needs to eat like ten Xanax before a goddamn fucking wrestling show. Cause you never. He's a gigantic <laughs> ball of stress. I, I think he's the one absorbing everyone's you know cares and 
so I'm yeah. filtering out on him, but <laughs> um, but you know, as far as that, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think everyone is trying to, you know, mind their P's and Q's, but I just think everyone gets in the moment, and it's so fucking crazy, you know, yeah. especially the way the fans are and shit, man. It's, it feels like early CZW and shit, and late sure. CZW. It's so rabid that I think people start to not give a fuck. Like, I don't, did you see that <laughs> that little gif that someone posted on my page and I reposted it, where I'm drinking the beer and I just threw it up in the air <laughs> Hit the dude. Smash the dude in the head. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Like this, the crowd's like chant my name. I'm drinking the beer. And I'm like, oh, it's fired. It's near. You know, I'm not yeah. thinking about that when it's going on. You know, yeah. I, I didn't expect the bottle to fly out of the ring like that, but you know. Yeah. Yeah, it's just wild. I've I've seen a lot. You know, I've been I was going to CZW from 2001 on, so I've, I've seen quite a bit. But um, I mean, some even like Game Changer World. The, those light tube matches were just filling that fucking building. It was like a white fucking cloud, like thick shit. <laughs> it was like, this is crazy <laughs> as hell. Like, I never saw like indoor like deathmatch tournament level shit. You know, a little low ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> right, where you could actually visibly see the white dust floating in the air. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty intense. That can't possibly be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will I'll, I'll tell you what, we'll worry about, ask me about that in five more years. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what the long-term effects are firsthand. Right, 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 right. I'm a dice <laughs> roller, Jay. What do you want me to tell you, brother? I hear you. Um, what goes into you cutting a promo? Because, I mean, you, you have hands down the best promos on the fucking indies. And not only do you come up with great ideas and, and have great promo ability, but, I mean... You put some kind of editing into the what goes into the editing and and how you put those things together. All right, let's see. Step one: uh, Who am I working? And what's the name of the show? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I try and pick something that has to do, you know, something a defining thing, you know. If I'm working Murdoch or whatever, and he's from the South, okay, hillbilly shit, you know, just per se. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, or, you know, the one that was called 400 Degrees, okay, now fire. So now right. I'm trying to key on that bullshit, you know what I mean? Fire yeah. and hillbillies, whatever. You know, and then I just started, I just start in my phone, man, I used to have a list on pieces of paper, but I do it in the phone now. And I'll just write things that, wordplay that kind of somewhat, you know, intertwine with that shit. And as long mm-hmm. as it makes sense in my head, you know, really. So I'll sure. just write that shit down, man. And then, uh, you know, I'll, I'll film the promo. I'll come up with some kind of promo. I'll usually film the promo in the basement of a tattoo shop I work at. So I'm like mm-hmm. screaming at the fucking top of my lungs at like 2 a.m. The upstairs <laughs> must be like, what the fuck? <laughs> Yeah. Filming that shit, you know, and then I'll take it home, man, and and start looking for found footage on the internet that relate to the same topic, like buildings on fire, you know. Then I just start weaving and cutting it together while I'm sitting at home drinking myself to sleep. You know, it's it's a, it's a process. It ain't like just picking up my fucking phone and recording the promo, put it down. Like I actually put a couple days work into each one of these things. That's why it's you know every promotion sees that I do these things. And I'm like, hey, can I please get a, a fucking promo for my thing? 
I'm like, yo, man, dude, that's a lot of fucking work, man. You know, so I try to right. keep those, like, good YouTube ones for bigger profile matches and shit. And then I'll do, like, some, uh, you know, half-assed one for, on Instagram for a low-key match. Right. But, you know, there's um, a lot of shit that goes into them things. No, it definitely is. So a, a couple of them I wanted to go over. Um, it, the promo for the um, the Deep South, um, the uh, Carnage Cup. You, you were walking out of the ER, so obviously you're <laughs> you you just fucking got stapled up or whatever the case is. You're walking out of the ER with a fucking gown open, looking like a fucking maniac. Like how, how does that whole thing go down? Like do you ask questions inside? Like hey, hey, do you mind if I do this shit? Like how does that even happen? <laughs> nah, that's just a do, man. And worry, you know, worry about the consequences after. That was after, uh, I don't remember which show it was, but I had to go and get a bunch of fucking staples and stitches. And uh, while I was in there, you know, uh, who was in the hospital? Boogie Rag Joe. He's like, yo, you're in okay. here. You should shoot a promo for Deep South because Joe was going to Deep South. So I'm like, yeah. all right, good idea, good idea. So we just started shooting that shit in the hospital. I'm like screaming, hollering in the fucking hospital and <laughs> They happen to have that chart, the pain chart on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like the lady at the fucking front counter when I'm, I actually had to like double take that walk out from the front. <laughs> it was filmed weird. So I yeah. went out the first time and I had to go back in and they're looking at me at the counter like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy as hell to have to like well, walk a shame back in there. Like, <laughs> just let right, me do it right. again. Because then you got to explain yourself on the second one. <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, yeah. And I already didn't want to explain myself on why I was going to the hospital in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, those those fucking promos, they take a lot, man. You know, they they there's a lot of work with them. You wouldn't think, uh, looking at me or talking to me that I'm, you know, that I know how to even operate a computer. But I'm actually pretty computer savvy. Yeah, it seems so. Um, Hell or High Noon promo. Uh, you're legitimately on a fucking horse by the end of the promo. Uh, I mean, so, I mean, what do you like? Who has a horse? All right, who can I get out? Like, how, how do you do that one? Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I hit the roll of decks there, and I hit up everyone I know. And I just <laughs> happened to work with uh, this girl that worked the counter at uh, one of the tattoo shops I used to a long time ago, her family owns like a couple horses uh, up north, like PA. So uh, I drove about an hour to drive up there to uh, get, you know, 10 seconds of footage on a horse and then an hour back. Uh, wow. You ever been on a horse before, dude? No, not really. Yeah, yeah, dude, yeah, that's some scary shit. <laughs> some scary shit, man. I, I sit on that thing, and you realize, like, yo, this thing can fucking kill you at any second. If it wants to toss you off, that thing has the power to do whatever it wants. If you look yeah. at me on that horse, dude, I'm like, you can see, you know, I'm a little racked. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, and you got to go up there and yell and shit. <laughs> so it's not right, even... right, right, right. I'm, like, I'll just be I got calm. the hat, I'm like, woo-wee, giddy up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... The UEW promo, uh, you did the Dr. Dre promo, you know, with the Chronic album prop. Did you make the album prop for the, the Chronic logo? <laughs> no, nah, man. Uh, 
one of the um, bands I'm in, in, in the practice spot, um, my buddy Chubb that I play music with, he like mm-hmm. pretty much runs the practice spot. And he's a uh, you know, tattooed mom's in Philly, the bar. He's like the general manager. And they mm-hmm. had, when the chronic came out, was it 20 years ago? Something like mm-hmm. that, maybe even more. Uh, they had a promotion and that was the promotional thing that they were sending to big to businesses and bars and stores. They were sending that big chronic album cover with the face cut out. So you could put your face in it and take a picture on the doctor yeah. cover. Well, he just, he just happened to keep it. I just threw it in the fucking practice spot and it's been in there for 20 years, pretty much. <laughs> and it's been sitting there collecting dust. And I was like, Oh, this is the first match I got in California. So I'm like two and two together. I'm like, what's California to me? Uh, Dr. Dre is California to me. And I was like, oh, fuck, I got that fucking, you know, chronic thing. So we shot the promo through the chronic thing one night. And the rest is history. Yeah, that's crazy as fuck, man. I mean, your mind is amazing the way it works and the, the creative shit you come up with with promos. Because, I mean, you get so many, you know, the just standard issue promos. You can copy and paste them. It's all the same shit. I'm going to beat you. I want the title. da, da, da. You take it to another level and you really invest time in it. And, you know, to, to, to get to find the horse and like to just even like do the math real quick. Like, all right, I'm going to Cali. I got to get this fucking Dre thing. That guy's got that. Go to the fucking horse Rolodex. You know, it's just, it's some intense <laughs> shit, man. No one's putting in that effort out there right now. Uh, man, that, that's a, you know, people don't see that shit. You know, even just something as simple as gym time. Look, Jay, you're in fucking good shape. How much time? Mm-hmm. You put into the gym and consciously eating food that you need to eat. You know that's a, it's a it's a second job, dude. Sure. You know, keeping your shit together, keeping your shit together, and people don't see that. People don't appreciate that. Like, look at that dude Mercer. You see Shane? Yeah, Shane's oh, he's a fucking an animal. Tank. Uh, you know, Shane's a fucking tank. You know that that dude. You know that dude puts tons of work into fucking gym. People don't. You know. A lot, most people don't get credit for that, especially in a sea of dudes that really ain't working out too fucking much. Right. You know, uh, <clears throat> but behind the scenes, man, you know, got to put in the work if you want to see the fucking results, right? Through the labor. Right. You know, I, I uh, mean, I'm not saying I'm more over than the next guy, but, you know, uh, I hope people can see the fucking difference and how much effort I put into it. Yeah. Um, so what what is the deciding factor on what makes the show big enough to to put in the time for this promo? Is it just like what hits home with you, or what you feel like? Yeah, this is this is a big one for me, or you know, what decides it? Uh, I mean, you know, if it's, if it's the first time going somewhere, mm-hmm. you know, want to work with, you know, like the, I I didn't do any of those big promos for a while. The last one I did, I mean, to start them back up was uh, that one with Murdoch, because I was, been, you know, he's been on the hit list for a while, and I've been wanting to fucking match with him for a while. So I was like, let me, you know, stop being fucking lazy and kick it in the high gear. And then right. the Nick one, you know, so I'll, I'll keep them going again. But, you know, it's pretty much, I guess, when I, you know, my personal, you know, taste and, you know, what the match is going to be like and, Sure. You can pretty much feel if the match is going to be good or not ahead of time, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, well, just just keep fucking whatever motivation you got to to put those promos out, man. I've showed those to people who aren't even into wrestling and shit, and they fucking die fucking laughing at these things. Like it, they're incredible. 
appreciate it, man. <laughs> um, so your matches with G Raver, one of the early ones you had, um, there was that chair shot, and then it just it just seemed like it got real fucking rough after that. Um, <laughs> you guys seem to really take that that violence to another level, and it it did come off in the match like it was a little bit of heat because of this or that and receipt here and there, but. I mean, obviously, you guys don't despise each other, but uh, what's your thoughts on the whole whole thing? Um, G Raver in general. Yeah, well, yeah, G Raver and the matches you've had, and you know how it did take that turn where it was like, all right, you're gonna get hit a lot fucking harder than it was supposed to be. Like, yeah, I mean, that dude, that's what I like. You know, I I don't even coming going into matches, man. I don't even, you know, I'm not going in there swinging for the fucking fence, uh, you know. I go in there right. and I let them dictate how, what kind of match this is going to be, you know. If you're going to fucking come in there and, and fucking blast me right off the bat, you better fucking believe I'm going to check your ass as soon as we fucking start. And right. Raver is, he, he's one of them dudes. He, you know, he, he as you give it to him, he's going to give it to you right to fuck back. And that's right. why I like working with him. Uh, we, we, we're due for another fucking match, I think. Um, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, that that was definitely I was salty at that one. <laughs> he walked that fucking chair right in my fucking head, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, it showed. <laughs> he definitely reacted. <laughs> but he he's he's great, man. He you know he's one of the dudes that don't back the fuck down and will keep going as hard as he possibly fucking can and and don't ease up. You know, I, I hate it, especially if. Say you fucking, you know, you swing at me, you know, pretty hard. You do something stupid. And then I, I, you know, I check you on that shit and I give you a receipt. But then you back down a little bit. Fuck that, man. Why did you start in the first place? You right. know, I like, Raver's the type of dude that will keep that goddamn intensity up the entire time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's good shit, man. It's definitely great for the fans. Any, I mean, I've always told people, like, as a fan, the best possible thing you could hear from the guy next to you is, dude, these guys really don't like each other before that music hits. And you're like, oh, shit, it's 100%. about to go down. You know? 100%. Yo, that's where them promos come in handy, dude. Yeah. You know, you 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 build the match before the match is even created. You know, a lot of people don't do that. And that, that's that's right. foolish. People get in, interested and they they buy into the shit before it even happens. You know, lost yeah. art, my man. Yeah, and I, that's the thing too. Like whether you know work or not, obviously you know it's a promo you know for a wrestling show. But in the same token, it really puts these guys on a fucking you know puts a a standard there. Like all right, <laughs> he just said some shit in that promo that I can't just come out and throw a headlock at this guy. Like I gotta go out there angry. <laughs> Right, 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 right. That's the phone. Yeah, it's good shit. Um, what's your thoughts on working with Nate Hatred and uh, you know his time in GCW? Um, Nate was awesome, man. Solid dude. Really nice guy too. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was more than honored and humbled that that dude wanted to fucking work with me. You know, and uh. Had matches with me. I don't know what, why he wanted to, but you know, uh, mm. he was great, man. Total vet. A shame that Nate took off early. You know, yeah. I, I thought you know, that's one of my favorite matches. I mean, it was, it was a total fucking car wreck, and that's what I like about it. It's mm-hmm. real gnarly feeling. Um, you know, 
I, I don't know what more I can say about the guy. You know, the guy was awesome. Yeah. Um, so you had a Zandig angle, you know, going in uh, GCW, um, and then obviously, you know, with his uh, his injuries and all of that stuff, he's kind of disappeared. Um, was that a disappointment for you, knowing that I mean, it was it was pretty much completely set up for you to square off with Zandig, and you know, him being what he was with CZW and everything. Yeah, of course, man. That's like you know, I never thought in a million years that I would even get that opportunity to even attempt it. And it's like, just like Nate, like I said, I don't know what those, these guys see in me, but uh, all the older dudes seem to want to wrestle me. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got to be something, Zandig, right? Yeah, I don't know what it is, but whatever. Uh, Zandig, you know, wanted to work the fucking match. I didn't really hear about that until he had ideas for it way later. So he was talking mm-hmm. shit online and and I'm, like, talking to everyone, like, yo, man, I'm, like, trying to mind my P's and Q's. I'm just ignoring it and no-selling all his shit talking, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it's fucking Zanding. I don't want to say something stupid and then, you know, completely bury myself. Right. But we were supposed to we were supposed to have this fucking match. I finally returned fire at him. I threw the, uh, I don't know if you saw that little clip of that video where I just, I printed out his picture and I just, you know, like, here's my rebuttal, and I threw his picture in the urinal, and I just pissed on his picture. Yeah. You ever see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was supposed to be uh, me and him in a exploding no-rope barbed wire match at that tournament survival instead of me and Marcus. Right. <clears throat> but uh, his injuries, his back, they're all fucked up, so I got put in the tournament instead. Yeah. Which sucks. You know, I uh, hope he gets better. <laughs> sure. But sure. Yeah, that was, uh, it was it was a big tease. I know you know the the roof bumped it a lot for GCW, but I still look back on that as like a mistake because I mean Zandig was trying to return and have a good run, and that that shit was like a fucking brick wall he hit coming off that wall. Yeah, uh, fucking something about his back broke his back three places or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean you can't blame the dude for you know not doing anything now. You know. Which I don't blame him. How much? How much are you going to give to the business, for Christ's sake? The guy sure. gave everything you could possibly give. It's, you know, sure. The guy's a piece of fucking deathmatch history. Absolutely. Um, the Kid Osborne feud that you had in um, H2O, I believe. Um, what was your thoughts on that? And uh, I mean, has did he did he go too far with the online shit? I, even in this, yeah, uh, I put up. You know, if anyone wanted to write questions and shit, and he had the. Uh, what did he say on this? Something smart ass to say. <laughs> yeah, he said, uh, "What's it like to be over just because he takes steroids and has tattoos on his face?" So he's he's kept this continuous trend going, <laughs> along with the uh, you know the the angle that you guys had going. Um, what was your thoughts on the whole thing? And you know, did he did he go overboard with the online shit? I I feel like. Kit is built, and you know, he he feels like one of my ex girlfriends. You know what I mean? Like yapping and talking shit constantly in your ear. You know, he's built like one of my ex girlfriends too. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, he 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 wants a fucking, you know, he wants a death match or something. You know, I I mean, he, he I mean, eventually I'm gonna have to shut his fucking mouth up. You know, we we I had that one fucking match with him. Maddie gave us, and I threw everything at the kid, you know, 
Mm-hmm. He's in one fucking thing, whatever it is, what it is. But uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll come up eventually, you know, but I just don't have time for CZW's finest at the moment. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, well, speaking of CZW, um, you know, last I talked to you, um, this was, I mean, right around the time that, you know, you were going into Tournament of Death. Uh, you had some, you know, offers from other places, but you weren't really willing to work, you know, the uh, deathmatch tournaments until you did Tournament of Death out of loyalty. Um, do you look back on that as a mistake with the direction CZW took you or, um, you know, are you fine with starting off, you know, hitting every angle you could when you did? Uh, I mean, I'm not going to, you know, no sense of living in regrets, you know what I mean? Sure. Yeah. I mean, see, I train there, you know, met a lot of awesome people there. There's some mm-hmm. fucking great dudes on the fucking roster right now currently, you know, I, I mean, uh, CDW gave me a platform, you know what I mean, and they helped me make noise, and that helped GCW find me. You know, GCW right. wouldn't have about, known about me if it wasn't for me making noise in CZW. So I don't regret shit, you know. And, right. you know, you could say a lot about me, but, you know, I, I am a fucking loyal dude. And when I, mm-hmm. my word is gold, and when I say something, I'm going to fucking do it. And, uh, you know, I made a promise to DJ. He put me in tournament, you know. He, I worked that match with Masada. I thought it was a fucking good match. You know, mm-hmm. that helped my career out good, you know, well. Uh, you know, so no real regrets, you know. As far as... uh working for CZW again. I mean, I was going to go, and I was supposed to do some shit, Cage of Death. You know, I gave mm-hmm. him a couple dates, and he, you know, he fucking stalled me out a couple times. You know, and I don't got time for that shit, dude. I don't got time for run around. you know. I, w- unless you're going to give me a fucking solid program to run, and something right. that means something interesting, I don't want to just hear, okay, maybe we'll do this, maybe we'll do that. You know, you're wasting my time. I mean, fucking GCW is giving me everything I need, everything that I asked for. Well, right. So that's gonna yeah. come at me with something fucking useful. You know, fucking. And if I want something, I could just ask Maddie and do it through H2O. You know what I mean? Sure. Not to mention a bunch of other promotions I work for. Well, yeah. I think that's uh, the problem that most people are finding with CCW. Yeah. So I mean, a while back when um. You know, we were all, you know, seeing what you were doing out there, uh, you know, between the promos and just, I mean, the larger than life personality and, and coming out in the ring. And it's completely believable, you know, physique. I mean, you, you just, you stand out from a crowd of people, you know, if you get a lot of average looking dudes, whether they're crazy or not, they don't really jump off the page the way you do. So the fans are seeing this, they catch on to what you're doing. They're all clamoring for you. You know, you're in fucking CZW, but you're not being spotlighted. So myself, Shaheen, multiple people were asking DJ legitimately on podcasts, like, hey, why is Schlack not being fucking used? Why is this and that? And his answer was that Schlack's green and this and this, um, which I've continuously been angry about. But what was your thoughts when that type of thing was being said and you were being used on other shows and spotlighted and... I mean, you know, the the fan reaction spoke for itself, regardless of DJ's opinion on on the color green. Uh, you know, pot calling the kettle black there. You know, <laughs> mm. um, you know, I as as far as that shit, man. You know, he can say whatever the fuck he wants, man. You know, uh, proof is in the pudding, dude. You know, I'm I'm going other places and I'm fucking killing it there. 
know, right. if you don't want to use me out of maybe your personal issue or whatever the fuck it is that, you know, your own security in your brain, whatever the fuck, you know, it may be. If, it's, right. if there's a reason behind it, that's on you, man. You're the one that's going to lose out on that shit. Not me, man. Yeah. You know, uh, I'll just yeah. take that shit elsewhere. Uh, you know, and I think that's, that's, that didn't just happen with me, man. That happened with a lot of people. And now it's sure. finally reflecting in this company. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, do you know of any reason or any anything behind that, like what his problem was? Because, again, like if he's just like, you know, really locked down on the students, not really giving him a chance in a while. But like he gave Frankie Picard the fucking wire title. This guy still looks like he's a, he's at a barbecue all the time. Uh, Frankie's a nice guy. <laughs> uh, he could be a nice guy, um, but, you know. I know. I get it. Um, no, I mean, I have no personal problem with DJ. I never have. You know, um, maybe it's the dudes in the back chirping in his fucking ear. I don't ask me. I mean, he's got a mm. bunch of fucking people running the company that aren't even really in the business. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know what it is. I, I'm on good terms with DJ. Never had a bad word to say about him. Never had a bad word to say mm-hmm. about me as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah. So I, I couldn't tell you. I, I don't know why. You know, I don't know why I didn't get a push when I was there. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I mean, I, I, I like to think I improved in the fucking ring by now, you know, and like I said, I just gave him a couple dates beforehand and he didn't, you know, he dropped the ball on that, but that's typical shit. You know, that, that's, that's everyone's problem there. So, you know, I, yeah. like I said, don't really know the answer. If I had it, I'd give right. it to brother. Yeah. Um, <laughs> When the whole GCW-CCW split started happening, there started been, you know, uh, a lot of noise about people being made to pick a, a side and this and that. What was your thoughts on that? Being, you know, kind of in both sides, you, you clearly weren't being used very well in CCW, but were you being told anything or made to pull one way or another? From DJ, yeah, and the guys over there, but not Brett and mm-hmm. Brett. And Danny are actually like, yo, go work for as many places as you possibly can. Right. So that, that was fairly one-sided, you know. Um, well, what was your reaction to that? It's fucking ridiculous. I mean, I, right. listen, I can understand from a company's standpoint, you want all your own guys, right? You want all your own guys. Just like early mm-hmm. CCW, most of the guys in the company were all – you know, CZW guys. But you know what? Uh, White Beater would pop up in IWA every once in a while. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I I think it came down really to uh, DJ's lack of future planning and mm-hmm. not giving dates out ahead of time. And uh, people like, okay, I'm waiting. Am I on the show? Am I on the show? Am I on the show? And him stalling everyone out. And then they're like, okay, fuck this. I'm going to go take dates somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I, I, everyone wants CZW to do good. Everyone wants to be in CZW. But if you're not telling anyone they're going to be fucking used, and then you stall them out, and then they take a date somewhere else, then you complain because now they're fucking booked and you can't use them. Well, whose fucking fault is that now? You know, that, that's right. your own fault. And now if you're not going to pay me a fucking salary or, or something, you know, to, to pay my bills – I mean, me in particular, I don't need it. You know, I make money doing a couple other things, you know, tattooing right. and shit and play music. But, you know, if, if there's other guys that they strictly all they do is wrestle and, you know, 
you're going to tell them that they can't fucking go to work and make money somewhere else. You know, you're not paying their bills. So it's kind of shitty to tell someone they can't work somewhere else. Oh, yeah. I understand the concept of one exclusive talent because it, you know, makes your company better. But unless you're paying them to compensate for the other bookings they're losing, then it doesn't make any sense. Right, exactly. But, um... Yeah, it's crazy the direction they've gone. A lot of times they, they'd have you on the card and wouldn't even really announce your name being there, you know, or you're in fine print down the bottom of the poster. And, you know, whether you see what, you know, people are seeing in you or not, you know, as far as the older guys wanting to work, you're clearly one of the most over-deathmatch guys on, on the indies. I mean, at the very least on the East Coast. I mean, if you could at least believe that part. I mean, it's it's pretty obvious, I'd think. I don't think they're just super I, I mean, into your entrance song. You know, it's a pretty solid entrance song. Yeah, but I mean, play <laughs> uh, that shit in a yeah, diner without I, you being there. It's not going to get the same reaction. <laughs> yeah, listen, man, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't have the answer. You know, and you know, his loss. What the fuck do you want me to tell you? CZW's loss. Yeah, like oh, I, said, I, I, no, no problem with CZW. Would go back if you gave me something of fucking interest, but you got nothing sure. to give me now. Mm-hmm. You know, you got nothing to give me. I mean, dude, I was there for, I don't know, like a year at some point, uh, you know, just running through their programs. And I didn't get one death match or anything, like, except for tournament death the entire time I was there. Pretty much. Yeah. You know, maybe yeah. there was a board uh, with barbed wire on it in there. Everyone's all, we're throwing something through a door. But an actual fucking match with shit. And the entire time, GCW has given me. You know, everything, anything I want. Give me a fucking razor board, you know, whatever. Blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, and, and they weren't capitalizing on it. And they could see that I was getting over, you know, in GCW with the shit. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever. You're, you know, I think at that time the company was going in a different direction or trying yeah. to or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they're trying to go back now. Maybe they dropped the, they, you know, hopefully DJ realized he dropped the ball. Yeah. Yeah, I think they just wanted a smaller house for a while. It was getting a little crowded. <laughs> That's the direction there. It was too. It was too noisy. They couldn't concentrate. Yeah, a lot of headaches. They said, "You know what? Let's right, just right, right. send these guys home." Um, we're making too IWA, much. We're making too much money here. Yeah, this is just crazy. Uh, IWA Mid South, uh, King of the Death Match, filing cabinet incident. Uh, take me through that, cause that that's some crazy shit. I I was getting text messages like, dude, this is bad. This is really bad. Ian's worried. Schlack is bleeding really bad. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. Um, man, yeah, that was pretty gnarly. Um, it was me, Gage Murdoch in a three way, and I uh, bombed. Murdoch on top of the filing cabinet. Filing cabinet was on its side, like the drawers were pointing outwards. And we took mm-hmm. the drawers out. Well, when I when I, we, I sat out on the choke bomb, all my weight bent the cabinet in, and Murdoch's weight bent the cabinet in, and the, the, the dividing bar that separates in the center, because it was three drawers, so in the mm-hmm. center there's a dividing bar, and it went right through the fucking sheet metal and went right through the back of my legs to clean my two hamstring muscles. It's about Jeez. one inch by one inch flat blunt pole went about four inches in the back of my leg. 
So, uh, I mean, you know, adrenaline's going. Didn't really feel it, honestly. I stood up, yeah. and I felt it slowly pull out of the hole. Huh. And all of a sudden, it felt like I pissed myself. And uh felt like hot coffee was thrown on me. And I'm mm. like, oh, that's not good, dude. And then I see it like that black, like viscous blood pouring all over the fucking canvas. And I was like, oh. So I went another like three minutes, finished the match, rolled out, went in the back, sat down, and it was just pouring out like a open faucet, dude, pouring on the fucking ground. I was like, yo, I need an ambulance. And then they call one, and uh, I'm laying on the floor. There's like three EMTs with belts around my, like, top of my side, trying to wrench off my artery. Mm-hmm. And the ambulance came like 20 minutes late. <laughs> Just happened to go to the hospital too. And that night there was like a, it was in St. Louis. Got to the hospital, and there was like 20 people shot with gunshots. Like it was a, a mass shooting. Oh and, shit. Uh, one, the, the fucking nurse was like, are you one of the gunshot victims? I'm like, no, 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 no. So yeah. <laughs> essentially it looks like a bullet went through the back of my fucking leg. And, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know how, how your uh, hamstring is shaped. It's like a Y. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And it joins in at the bottom when it reaches the knee. So the pole went mm-hmm. right in between the two muscles. If the pole was to the left or to the right, it would uh like fucked up my hamstring and I probably would never walk the same ever again. Or even walk properly, and if it was a little couple more, like another inch or two to the inside, it would have fucked up the artery on the inside of my thigh. Was it your femoral artery? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I would have uh, bled to death because you can't stop that if you cut that. So it, it yeah. was actually the luckiest city luck I've ever had, I guess. Yeah. Because it was bleeding for like a month and three weeks. I couldn't stand for like a while. I was couch ridden, dude. Yeah, how do they just they just stitch that up, or like how do they even close yeah, that? Yeah, they do. They I got X-rays and all kinds of shit, and they just pretty much you know cauterized it and just waited for the you know and just stitched it up and stapled it up, and it's it's like messy as fuck. Remember, I'm at the tattoo wow. shop I don't know, about five months ago, and there was a doctor in there, and somehow that came up. The doctor was getting tattooed by someone I know. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, look at this thing. And I showed I showed him the scar. And they were like, you fucking paid for that? Yeah, so whatever yeah. nurse was uh, taking care of me and stitching me up or whatever doctor, like, did a real bang-up job. I don't know. Maybe they saw Good the other scars Kentucky. and were like, who gives a fuck? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Good old Kentucky fucking, uh, you know, medical staff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's fucking crazy. Who would, who would think, like, a filing cabinet would be the thing that – just about impales your leg. I know. How about that? Like, of all the dumb, crazy fucking shit I've done in my life, the way I yeah. die is uh, death by filing cabinet. <laughs> Pretty solid, oh, though, yeah. I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. Um, so I guess you kept the uh, guns don't kill people line to yourself when you were in there with those mass shooting victims, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they, 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 keep they, this one under the vest. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wouldn't let anyone in The whole fucking hospital was uh, quarantined off Because oh, they didn't shit. want I guess the shooter to come in And finish the job on them people or something I don't know It was crazy <laughs> Damn It was crazy um, VOW, Lords of Anarchy uh, Josh Crane, first round What was your thoughts on that? You know, he's one of my favorite guys I gotta know 
he was uh being uh a little soft there, I guess you could say. Uh, he didn't want to take anything. He was complaining. He was saying he was hurt. His ribs were hurt. You know, uh, it was a fucking terrible match. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I was rooting for that uh, 500 pieces that you were promising in the promo. He was not about it. He was not about it. <laughs> that uh, promo was like, we're going to have to tone it down from what you had planned. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I mean, he just—he didn't want to go in, man. The guy didn't want to go in. You know, I, I can't. If you don't want to do anything or don't want to wrestle, I don't know what the fuck you're in there for with me in the fucking first right. place. But I guess that's not his choice anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll gladly do it again if you actually want to fucking wrestle this time. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. He was complaining uh, a lot. I've uh since. Since you've become, you know, a thing in wrestling, there's been just the continuous um, racist accusations. Uh, it just keeps, like, resurfacing, resurfacing. Well, what's your thoughts on this whole thing? There's people saying your band is blatantly racist and this and that. And it's just, like, constant people on Twitter, and they pop up out of nowhere, and they're they're just, like, defiant on this. Like, it, it's, like, a major thing to them. But, uh, I mean, what's your thoughts on it? Cause... I, I mean, it's today's modern fucking pampered, you know, coward millennial fucking kids that have nothing. Mm-hmm. They, they don't understand what they don't understand what reality is. You know, uh, right. their reality is sitting home on a computer all day, and they've never been in the real world, uh, and they don't know anything about consequence or even anyone else's position. And they they think that they can, they're they're very empathetic to everyone's like situation. Meanwhile, they are the least. They are the least. You know relating to anybody else. You know, you don't know anyone's situation. None of these people have ever talked to me ever. None of these people right. have ever reached out. They're they're forming an opinion on third person stories, you know, uh of someone's opinion. You know, so it's all bullshit. You you got to go, you know, you got to how about you find out for your fucking self and after my bands being racist. <laughs> You know, that's a new one. I've heard everything you could possibly hear. I heard like he has racist tattoos. I'm like, "Really?" Because when I look at myself in the mirror, I don't see one goddamn thing. If you look at any band I've ever been in my life, there's not one race. It's people just make bullshit up, dude. It's it's fucking crazy. Yeah, I saw that one like last week. I think. What was that? The the band racist thing. Yeah, yeah, the band racist thing. And you know what's funny? These people are like, it'll be like someone from Canada or someone from England. That has no, mm-hmm. they, none of these people know anything about what the fuck is going on. It's just some Twitter asshole, you know, that has nothing better to do or function in their fucking life. So they just harp and they trash on people they troll. They don't have any pictures of themselves on their fucking pages. You know, it's, they try and get a reaction out of people. So they say the dumbest and most ignorant fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, no sweat off my balls. If you know me, you know how I am. You know, I'm not saying mm-hmm. I'm not a dickhead, and I'm not saying I don't have a warped sense of humor. I 100% right. fucking own to that. But there's sure. never been a wrestler there, you know, to speak out against me. No one has ever had a problem with me. You won't find any people. You won't find one person that will say anything or correlate with any of your fucking bullshit stories. You know, and if I was such a fucking evil, rotten piece of shit, 
uh, no promotions would book me, and everyone seems to constantly book me over and over and over, and I go all over the place. Right. You know, why would I be asked to go back to Mexico four times if I was such a fucking asshole? Why am I going right. to Canada all the time? Why am I going to Japan now? Right. Yeah. It's it's crazy that it just keeps, you know, circling back and circling back. And like you said, is that just, just but, Twitter assholes? And, you know, it's, 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 it's new people every time. People eventually yeah. get the, you know, they see, they see through the bullshit, and then there'll be some other random dickhead that had nothing to do with anything to just start on it. I don't know, whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. My call yeah. the bear. You know, <laughs> just because I know someone or you know someone or someone else knows someone or, you know, they, you don't know my story. You don't know who I've been in contact with. You know, I've worked right. in a tattoo shop since I was a fucking kid, so I've met some assholes. I've visited fucking, you know, I've done time, so I've met some fucking assholes. You're forced mm-hmm. to come in contact with these people in everyday life. I'm not going to, you know, uh, if you have a problem with them, that's on you. I don't give a fuck. You know, I'm not right. even, I'm not asking these people to come to my fucking house and eat dinner with my sister. You right. know, <clears throat> but I'm cordial with whatever. You know, if it's about money, I'm cordial. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, you know, just because you know someone doesn't mean you share their viewpoints. You know? Sure. I know plenty of people that are, uh, you know, you like Satan. Okay. That doesn't mean you're, just because you like Satan doesn't make me a fucking devil worshiper. Because right. I know you. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It's crazy. Yeah. Uh, guilty by association type shit. Yeah, yeah. I guess, like, that's my cross right there, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um so as far as t- I don't know if I asked you this the first time around. Um your drunk tattoo. How did that happen? Uh I mean that's you know what's ironic? That's probably the only tattoo I've ever gotten where I wasn't drinking. <laughs> that, that, that was uh my boss. Like man, he didn't even put a stencil on that or anything. I I was like 20 Two maybe, uh-huh. and, you know we were. Uh, he just got a stomach tattoo. He's like, "What do you? What do you want to get one?" I'm like, "I don't know." And you know, at the time, I was some drinking and partying and fucking playing music and being a shitty punk rocker and you know, and hey, how about drunk? And you know, I used to have the moniker "useless drunk." That's mm-hmm. where that came from. Like my old production company when I used to book shows and bands and stuff. And uh, you know, he just. Went in right, you know, with no fucking stencil, didn't even draw it on with a marker, and just tattooed that fucking thing on my stomach. It's why it's so sloppy looking. Yeah. <laughs> Wish there was a better. Yeah, it's story, crazy but, looking. You know. You're, you're, you're <laughs> a great artist. Like a lot of the shit I've seen you done is is amazing, and um, so that always jumps out as like, <laughs> I mean, he, I thought like maybe you were drunk and you tattooed it yourself upside down on the no, fucking. You know? No, that's like the, the one that like oh, I was sober. Ironically, uh, you, you, it's funny because uh, I have some. So if you really get up on my shit, and I have some really, really good tattoo work from some some of the better tattooers on earth. You know what I mean? Because I've been mm-hmm. in the business so long. Sure. You know, and so, I, but I'm also an old fucking you know metalhead man, an old punk rocker, so I like shitty things too. You know, yeah. I'm like torn between quality and quantity. You know what I'm saying? And, yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I have this, like, masterpiece by, like, uh, Guy Atchison or Paul Acker or Paul Booth on me, and it's right next to some hand-poked pile of shit. 
You know, it, it's all about dichotomy, I guess, right? You know, variety despite the life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about the GCW show that just happened. Uh, they said it couldn't be done. Um, first things first, let's talk about the venue. Um, I, I watched it on iPay-Per-View. Um, one of the craziest-looking <clears throat> venues I've ever seen. With that circus ceiling and shit. Uh, and what's your thought going into that? Um, <clears throat> that's, for, well, first thing I saw as soon as I went in there, because the showboat, you know, where the, the, the show was at, that was the old, I think that was the old poker room. I think. Okay. Um, where they where they had it in, and um, so there was like a, a Louisiana circusy scene to the whole casino. If you've ever been in there before, yeah. So that's what that whole vaulted ceiling was. And first thing, as soon as I went in there, I was like, ah, circus tent for for the clowns. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I, I thought it was great. As soon as I saw, it, I was like, oh, it's gonna look fucking tits in here with the. I didn't get to see it on like my pay per view yet how it looked, you know, mm-hmm. on camera, but I'm sure Smart Mark is the best in the fucking biz. I'm sure they made it look fucking amazing. Yeah. Um, but it was great, man. It, you know, that hotel was more than compensating, dude. It was rad to, you know, it's weird to see the casino with no gambling in it. It's basically just a hotel now. So yeah. I'm, I'm from yeah, Atlantic I heard City. that. I'm from Atlantic City, so it's, like, bizarre to, uh, you know, I've been in that casino as a kid, you know, pretty much the whole life, and to see it like yeah. dead was weird. But um, it's cool. What did they do with the casino you know, space? I mean, pretty much nothing. It's like storage area, and they just kept one of the towers. I think like Rutgers bought one of the towers, and they're going to turn it into uh, like dorm rooms for the school. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah wow. that's it. and um. And the other one, has, you know, the other casino, the other tower has, like, bars and shit in it. So the bars are still operational. Mm-hmm. You know, and they still have hotel rooms. So now it's basically a Holiday Inn with bars in it. You know what I mean? Wow. Well, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's weird. But the, it's great because, you know, they, we had the show on the, the, the poker room floor. And you walk out, and there's the front desk. And you go to the right, and you take the elevators up to the hotel rooms. <laughs> so, um... You know, you're walking through, you know, making my way covered in blood to go get a fucking shower to go in. A, I'm in a, you know, an elevator with uh, Tom, Dick, and Harry. You know, <laughs> they just walked off the boardwalk, and they're looking at me like, what the fuck? Somebody should have filmed <laughs> so that, that shit. That, <laughs> yeah. So, so that was pretty interesting, you know. But it's great. I, I'm sure, you know, the, the hotel was more than happy. You know, they got people in there, really. And not only mm-hmm. did they get people in there, they got people in their bars. Their bars made money, you know, uh, and, and people got hotel rooms. So, uh, you know, I'm pretty confident that there'll be more GCW shows there in the future. That, that's awesome to hear because, uh, like I said, on the the video, it looked just amazing. Just, you know, very unique. Definitely not your average fucking venue. You can see right, the carpeting right, like under not... the people's feet. <laughs> yeah, like I, I can't name another visual you know on on film with a wrestling event like like as odd as that and forever I mean I'm trying to think of anything yeah. that you can really compare to it and it's just very unique you're totally right it's cool yeah. man it might be the new home of GCW you never know I mean that'd be incredible um yeah I mean it, you know most of the times I mean 
wrestling companies try to find any building that'll host them and then get fans in it. It's not really about the aesthetic of the actual building, and that that just came with it. I mean, that, that was awesome. Yeah, it's great, too, because, you know, there's bars in there, so people can get a drink if you drink. You know, uh, there's sure. more more than enough room in there, and they don't give a fuck what is happening in there. You know what I mean? They Apparently, the owner of you know, the, the building at the, at the current moment in time was like, wow, this is awesome. This is fucking real entertainment. You know, <laughs> wow. he was very suits. He was very suits on it. He watched it. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, so that's a, you know. Yeah, that's a positive. Yeah. Um, what's what was the overall vibe of Kasai being there, and and was this was your first uh, time seeing Kasai live, being on the show? No, I I, I seen him in CZW. Um, okay. I, I actually have an old pic. I have an old picture with him. Um. Yeah, uh, I mean he's great, dude. It's Kasai, dude. He's like not even you know like looking at a real person. Right. <laughs> he's just one of them dudes. He's one of them dudes. Like he's he's so fucking insane. Did you see the uh the the clip of when he's reading off the piece of paper saying that yeah. CW wanna to go to Japan? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm laughing how you know insane he looks with the fucking one contact all crazy and <laughs> yeah. I got a picture I got a picture with me and him, you know, smiling. Like he went to buy a couple of shirts off of me. Mm-hmm. I was like fucking flattered that he even wanted, you know, one of them. And uh, he's looking at me and I'm smiling and he's like, same, same. And he's like pointing to the teeth. So we got a picture. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, um, yeah, man. I, what was your thoughts on your match? Uh, I liked it. You know, like I said, the match kind of got neutered a little bit because, you know, Kasai gets what Kasai wants and he wanted to light to prison and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But that's just gonna, it's just going to fuel for a fucking bigger and crazy fucking rematch. Cause if you don't think I'm going to be gunning for that, you know, out of your fucking mind. Right. Um, you know, it, it got nice and fucking train wrecky, and that's what I like. You know, mm-hmm. I can't, you know, can't really complain. How would you yeah. think of it? No, I, I thought it was great. And, um, I mean, to follow the G Raver and Tremont death match, it was like, dude, it. To stand out after they just did what they did was a feat in itself. You know, sandwiched between that and Kasai, and I still think your match is one that people are going to remember. That's great. You know, let's try to make it a little different, you know, and there it comes up, there again, you were saying with the promos and building the fucking hype. That shit goes a mm-hmm. long way, man. Yeah. It goes a long way. And <clears throat> the, he, Mickey tried to shank me in the beginning. I had the fucking phone book, you know, body armor on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ghetto shit, dude. Yeah. Um uh, so obviously the show ends with um it, the announcement while well, they, they had it at the intermission and then you know did the big uh thing at the end with the, you're going to Japan. Um your thoughts on that? Um no just overall thoughts on the on going to Japan. Oh man, I mean that's the fucking goal from the get go, right? I mean, my goal mm-hmm. was never to go to uh, WWE or anything of that nature. My goal was to go to Japan. When I watch wrestling, I watch old Japanese stuff. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, I, every once in a while, I'll throw in some early CCW or whatever, but my go-to is old Japanese stuff, no matter what style, whether it be like 
Tiger Mask 2 or fucking, you know, Pegasus Kid or Vader, you know, Hanson, whatever it may be. Uh, yeah. Hayabusa, you know, whatever. My go-to is watching Japanese stuff. And my goal was to get to fucking Japan and, you know, fucking maul my way through the crowd like Bruiser Brody swinging the fucking chain around. So this is, <laughs> you know, this is the pinnacle, man. I, I've known about it for a couple months. Mm-hmm. And it was it was extremely, extremely difficult to hold that in and not say to anybody. I was like one of the yeah. only people to fucking know because uh, Brett, you know, I stay up all night. And Brett just happens to be stay up all night too. And I was up awake at the time and he's like, yo, I got to tell you something. So I was like one of the only people that knew because he couldn't hold it in himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so it was really hard to hold that to suck in. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's I'm humble the more honor, you know. I'm gonna go over there and get as crazy as I possibly fucking can, you know. I wanna be on that list of of you know the the American dudes that went over there and fucking killed it, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. Wife Beater and Zandig and fucking Masada, you know, and Cactus Jack and fucking Funk. You know, right. I wanna be on that fucking list. <laughs> yeah. So this is the pinnacle here, you know what I mean? I mean, what's there to sure. do after that, really? Right. So I mean, that that post... back and, and running. Yeah. Aside from going back and running a bunch of programs, you know, this is the first step in the door. Sure. Uh, so that that poses the question because you know you said on you know the last interview and everything that you're not doing this for forever. You know, you're you're not a you know a 19 year old kid breaking into the business. So what exactly? I know there's there's no way to say exactly, but what do you think your window is in this business as far as deathmatch wrestling, especially at the rate you're going and the fucking size holes you're poking in your fucking body on a regular basis? Well, from the day one, you know, I mapped this shit the fuck out. You know, I, I looked at careers and I saw White Beater had a five-year career and Nick mm-hmm. Mondo had a five-year career. And when anyone thinks crazy deathmatch shit, those couple dudes are on the top of that list. So my goal from the get-go was, all right, listen, I'm coming in this a little old. You know, um, uh, if I can get five years in there like those guys, you know, Mm -hmm. that was the initial, you know, and if I can get more than that, fucking awesome. But the goal is to get five solid fucking years out of it because if that's all those guys need to become legends, that's all I fucking need. Point, yeah. Plain and simple. And you know, I got last year I did seventy five matches. The year before that I did seventy five, and the year before that I did like sixty or something like that. So mm-hmm. I got I got three years of solid matches in. You know, and the year before that was you know just a couple. Uh, so I got three solid years in. So if I can get two more fucking solid years in there, you know, I complete my goal. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, you know, I'm going to fight fucking tooth and nail to get it done. Trust me. Um, what's your training re- regiment like, um, gym-wise and all of that stuff? Um, I know I think you got something <laughs> in the basement there that you, you home train, right? Uh, yeah, I, I got a couple gym memberships, too. I got shit in the basement of the tattoo shop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, usually I wake up around 1, to 1 p.m. in the afternoon, get mm-hmm. up, eat. Uh, maybe every 
couple days I'll get up and go to the gym and do something, maybe run or, or you know, or uh, work out a body part or something. Then I'll go to uh-huh. work. And I'll, I'll usually get done work, you know, at like 10 o'clock at night, something like that. Then I'll come home, eat. I'll fucking take a nap, get up, go to the gym around 1 in the morning, something like that. Work out for like hour and a half, go home. And I usually do that about five, six days a week, depending on what my wrestling schedule is looking like. You know what I mean? Shit. So you're doing like two a days, like every fucking day. Not every day. I would say I do like two doubles twice a week. Mm. Doubles twice a week. And maybe a third one in there just running on one of those days. Gotta have the car, uh, brother. You know that. Yeah. On one of my uh, interviews, I think it was Mondo, somebody had told me, you know, it's really hard when you're doing death matches and stuff to get in the gym because, you know, every time you start, like, oh, you know, yeah. working up a body, you know, everything busts open. All your fresh cuts are opening up and shit, and you look like a maniac in the gym because the fucking blood's coming through your shirt. Yeah, Do you have any time. issues with that? I mean, dude, I just fucking fight through it. If I got cuts all over my, like, if my knee is banged up right now, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, Nick fucking landed on it all crazy or something when he jumped, like a gusset board or something, and mm-hmm. my knee's banged up. So obviously, I'm not going to do legs. <laughs> I'll do, yeah. you know, but my palms, dude, look like they were put, you know, in a fucking meat grinder. So I don't know how I'm going to hang the bar, or hold the bar, you know, or to yeah. test it when I get there tonight. Uh, but yeah, that is that is definitely uh, an issue. You know, you're sore and fucking pain. You know, tons of pain and it's just like black and blues too, man. It's like you said, it's cuts and cuts are debilitating. You can't do certain things when you have a laceration on the, you know, inside of your fucking lat there. You know, connecting to your armpit. You can't lift your arm over your head, so that takes away doing shoulders or military press or something like that. So you got to do right. a different body part, and, you know. You know, but that, that it's just being smart about it, man. That's all. But it is yeah. definitely a problem. I've noticed that. Yeah. And then what about the actual gyms? Do you get like thrown out of gyms because you're bleeding all over the equipment and shit? Or? <laughs> nah, you know, when I go in there, there usually ain't many people in there to begin with. You know, that's why I go late at night. That's why I don't have to deal yeah. with fucking people. But you know, one of the gyms I belong to is like a powerlifting gym they have you know everything's like rusted and they have like those big boat chains and tires you know those guys yeah. the fuck they're all just monsters in there that are in there to work you know yeah. and i belong to this other uh like regular like city gym that's called city fitness and mm-hmm. that one's a little more you know people friendly but i'm there mm-hmm. late night and i know all the dudes that work at the counter so you know they're all like oh slack and he found out I'm a fucking wrestler, and you know when you're doing this and blah 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 blah, blah looking at my fucking Instagram and shit. Uh, you know, so they're pretty cool. And then I got like a plan of fitness thing in case all that shit is closed. So I'll go yeah. there for like 24 hours. Occasionally I'll go into plan of fitness, and you know, I just fucking put my hoodie on and duck my head and go in the corner and stay away from people as far as possible. But yeah. I try to keep that to I- a minimum. <laughs> I can't imagine that Planet Fitness is slack friendly. Like you know, you see the commercials <laughs> no, and no. they put it, they put a flag on minor shit, and you're you're a pretty turned up fucking dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I make a lot of noise when I'm lifting too. 
<laughs> so, so the lunk alarm goes off every once in a while. We'll say that much. Yeah. So when are you going to put out some like CT Fletcher level fucking training videos? Uh, I've been thinking about it actually. Like if I had the fucking time, man, you know, I'm, I'm so jammed up with my fucking schedule, but I was thinking about doing like a Ted talk thing or something like that. Uh, it's actually in the works, so you'll get it soon. When, when you know, when I finally sit down and fucking get it together, you know, like kind awesome. of like a a, sh- a slack life coach fucking training video. Yeah, and it's exactly <laughs> yeah, what you think it is. <laughs> awesome. So yeah, man, uh, that's about all I got. Um, any other dream matches on the horizon? Obviously, you got Japan in front of you. What um. What do, what do you got in the, the, you know, bucket list where you got to, like, I got to knock this shit off before before these two years are up and I put that, you know, that cap on at least what you were going for? Right, right. Um, who do I, I want a real fucking match with Tremont, I'll tell you that much. We've done stuff with, you know, here and there, but I want a fucking serious fucking crazy death match with Maddie. Uh, I want to work Dickinson. I was actually supposed to have a match with Dickinson before Nick, but I, I mm-hmm. fucked my ankle up. I fucked my ankle up in Chicago, so I, I couldn't work Murdoch, who's also on that fucking list. But I couldn't right. work Murdoch because I, I twisted my fucking ankle, and I couldn't. It's not that I was in pain. I just couldn't physically stand, and I can't wrestle if I can't fucking stand. So, uh, yeah. and then I, got, I was supposed to work Dickinson, but I couldn't do the fucking match because I didn't want to get fucked up before I wrestled fucking Nick. Right. So, uh, Dickinson's on that fucking list. Um, I would like to work Sabu if he's still moving. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, New Jack, is, I think, is one of those guys. Uh, who else is going? Who do you think I should work a match with? I don't know, who man. Do I always like the... I always like the big, you know, the big collisions, you know, between the bigger guys. Like, when you see Shane Mercer start to tear it up, I definitely like to see something go on there. Um, yeah, Dickinson's definitely one of those guys. Um, tough to say. I mean, if they can get you in there with, like, a Darby Allen, I mean, that dude, I mean, he kills himself out there. So, it would be, like, a crazy yeah, style yeah. clash. I got my eye on him, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm up for it, man. You cut one of those fucking promos, and I'm fucking all in. I don't care who you're wrestling. <laughs> oh, I'll make a list. Maybe I'll be one of those people that makes a list and posts it on the computer. Is that corny? <laughs> yeah, I don't I know. Do I, I think some of those names show up on that list. They're gonna go, oh, fuck. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm lobbying. For He's gonna you. make me look like shit in the promo, and then I gotta deal with this fucking guy in the ring. The ultimate goal is to get wife beater out of retirement. That's the ultimate yeah. goal. But but I don't know if that's going to happen. I think he's done. Yeah, it'd be a tough one. Uh, I I know Brett and, and Danny were trying, but he's just not biting. Yeah. But that's the ultimate goal. Yeah, man. So, yeah, man, thanks for coming back on. It's been a long time. Hopefully we'll do another one sooner than later. And, uh, yeah, man, is any uh, plugs, anything else you want to put out there? Uh, let's see, what do I got? I got um, Blood Brothers in California this Saturday, and then on Sunday for uh, Dysfunctions Promotion ICW in Milwaukee. I got that 
uh, versus Marcus. Mm-hmm. Um, then the week after that is GCW in LA. Then uh, the week after that is GCW in Philly at Voltage Lounge and H2O, Maddie's Hardcore Kingdom tournament in Jersey. And I don't really think which past three weeks in my life, so <laughs> I look at my appointment book. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's about it, dude. www.nogodonlyslack.com Slack 187 on all social media. Yeah. Awesome, man. So, yeah, again, thanks for joining me, man. I I appreciate it and uh, hope to talk to you soon, bro. You too, man. Later, Jay. Thanks. Peace. So, there you go. There was the one and only Schlack and uh, he never disappoints. I had a great time talking to him. Almost went about an hour and a half there. It was about what I was looking at. Almost like right on the money for what I was thinking. Um, check out I Got You Five Stars with Jeremy doing his thing over there. And, uh, of course, the Hot Tag Podcast with Shaheen and Boxman. Um and the Deathmatch Russell podcast. You can't forget about Deathmatch Russell. I mean, you forget about the guy, it's going to be problems, you know? You know? You know? It's just, you know, it's just a must. You got to. So, uh, check it all out. And, uh, shit, man. I'll check you motherfuckers next week. I think I've done too many fucking shows. I, I got to go on, like, like an eight-month hiatus if uh, I, I keep this fucking shit up, you know? just Just to, uh... Just to match my hiatus up with my actual show content. Now, I'm going to try to keep this going. Um, Like I said, next week, I'm going to try to do a show with some topics. Everybody, man, load me up with fucking topics. It motivates me to do fucking shows. Shaheen's been hitting me up with a lot of fucking stuff. Um, So I I hope to do one show next week doing that. Throw it out like an hour or so, talking some shit. And then um, I'm going to try to have uh, Deshaun Pratt on next week. And talk to him about a bunch of stuff too, because he's another one of those guys I've been watching for years, and uh, never really got a chance to talk to him. I talked to Ophidian years ago. Um, actually, one of my least favorite interviews of all time. Um, all time being like the eight years I've been doing this, um, because he was in he was in gimmick the entire promo, the the entire uh, interview. So I wasn't talking to a guy from Philly. I was talking to a fucking snake from Egypt. And um, there's some fans that would have enjoyed the fuck out of that. I am not one of those fans. Um, I don't take any offense in him doing it because he was sold on his character and, and representing in that and playing completely kayfabe. I, I, I just had no idea that was what I was going to be dealing with. So, um, And I was still early in doing the show. So, you know, it wasn't a... Wasn't wasn't some shit I knew how to manage or deal with or anything like that, but it was a uh, kind of just you know funny thing along the way that I dealt with and was like, oh okay, well I guess some guys are just gonna live the fucking gimmick uh, on the show like I'm twelve, and uh, but he's a, he's a tremendous performer and obviously lots to talk about with uh, formerly a masses and uh, you know find out what what went on there. I mean this guy's going through a whole transformation of. Uh, He's dropped the Amasis, and he's he's going to pretty much start over, which uh, fascinates me because to establish you know oneself that much in their career, and then move in another complete direction, 
is a pretty risky, brave move. Um, so obviously he believes in what he's got out there and uh, just want to talk to him about it and see how it goes. So anyway, like I said, think up some fucking topics. We'll do the fucking thing. Uh, I think that's all I got for tonight. I mean, man, I talked to you motherfuckers two nights in a row. You know, if you like hearing me talk, this has been a good week. If you don't, this is fucking terrible. So uh, that's it. Talk to you motherfuckers next week. Where's my fucking outro? It's been a long time since I had to look for this shit. All right, peace. Talk to y'all later. Have a nice night. Stay dry. It's rain again. Tired as rain. Makes the grass green. I won't complain about that. That's all I gotta say. I'm out of here. I love all of y'all and, uh, shit. You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. You've been in the gym, bro. You know why? DJ Hyde, fuck you. You don't have the guts to be what you want to be. You need people like me. I'll listen to your, to your podcast and I'll find everything out. You know what I mean? You need people like me so you can point your fucking fingers and say, that's the bad guy. So, what I make you? Good. Black Jesus tell me, tells me all the time to listen to what you got to say because you be blazing people. And I'm like, well, I got to hear it now. <laughs> you just know how to hide. All right. Me, I don't have that problem. Me, I always tell a truth. Even when I lie. The Cusa Kick Radio. Jesus! So say goodnight to the bad guy. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no fools. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.